Welcome to the Crossroad International Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us. It is our prayer that God will use this message to bring comfort to those who are hurting, give hope to those who find themselves in what seems to be a hopeless situation, and to encourage the one who is struggling through a difficult season of life. For more sermon audio, resources, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit CICKuwait.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in your Bibles to Matthew, I'll be reading from there. Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation tonight. It's kind of a little more story feeling, so I just wanted to read from that. So um, if you can, follow along. So two, chapter 2, verse 1 from St. Matthew. Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Jesus, thank you for your word. And ask you just to, again, change our, our hearts this evening by it. We thank you, Lord, for, for this time, for you just to minister to us. And, uh, Lord, we again thank you for uh, this uh, time of just celebration of your birth in Jesus' name. Amen. So, these wise men uh, traveled quite a distance. And I was thinking about this, and many, as we can look around and see, many people have left to travel a long distance to go home. Um, a few people have traveled here. God bless you. Um, you truly love your family. Um, but, you know, this time of year, it's, it's what we do. And, and as the, the, the slide here behind us says, a picture-perfect Christmas. This is what we all imagine, isn't it? When we travel home, it's all different for everybody. And, you know, for me, it would be snow, uh, maybe some mountains, um, fireplace and family, Christmas carols, great food, great conversation, all these things. But how many know, I mean, at least maybe it's just my world that I live in, um, typically when you travel like that and you get home, seldom is it a picture-perfect Christmas, is it? It starts out usually pretty well, 
Um, I don't know what your, your you know, day range is. For us, it's about three days to a week tops, and then we probably just need to go. And that just ended on a good note, because it just the picture-perfect Christmas starts to kind of crumble, doesn't it? You start to squint a little bit so you don't see everything. You're like, okay, you know, we're going to go have dinner with grandpa and grandma or aunt and uncle or brothers and sisters. And it's like, okay, these are the topics we don't touch. Uh, this is don't say this. Make sure you tell grandma you love her mashed potatoes. You know, you've got all these things. Otherwise, it's going to go south and everybody's tiptoeing. So it's, it's a, a picture-perfect Christmas on the outside, but typically I don't think we ever fully achieve this, this picture-perfect Christmas. Um, as all the, oh, what says Kincaid? Huh? Thomas Kincaid. I know an Adam Kincaid, so it throws me off. Thomas Kincaid and all his portraits of these picture-perfect Christmases, and you can see yourself in this Christmas. And so, you know, again, I was thinking about as the, the, the wise men traveled, you know, they had this idea. We all have expectations, much like them. We think something's going to go a certain way, don't we? We think, you know, we hope that it's, it's going to be as we plan. Much like when they traveled, they, uh, they arrived with certain expectations, didn't they? Because where did, did they travel to a manger initially? No. Where did they go? They went to the palace because where else would you find a king but in a palace? And so they show up to the palace, and again, they obviously must have been from somewhere pretty far off. We, we hear they traveled far, but they were so far away they had no clue of King Herod's relationship with the Jews. In case you didn't know, it was not good. It was very bad, and he was persecuting the Jews, and there was lots of bad stuff going on. Um, I mean, to the point of, as we know later, you know, trying to weed out Jesus, he started killing little children just to try to, again, because he wanted to be king, and he didn't want Jesus to become king. And so, again, the wise men show up to the palace, and they ask, where's Jesus? anybody reading, reading this account would stop and say, what are you thinking, right? What are you doing? You just alerted them to the fact that the Savior has been born, alerted Herod, and now what does he want to do? He wants to track down Jesus, so he plays this little game of, hey, listen, go find him, and when you find him, come back and let me know so I, too, can go worship him. I had a hard time even reading that with a straight face because it's, it was a complete lie. We know that, that he was just trying to get them to show him where he could find Jesus to kill him. And so, again, so they, they come to the palace, talk to Herod, okay, he's not here, and so then where do they go? They go to find the baby Jesus, right? And the interesting thing is they, sometimes we can just read through this without stopping. I mean, these are, these wise men were probably, it's, it's, it's they believe that they were probably astrologers, they were not uh, Jews, they were probably, they could have even worshipped the stars, and it's amazing that God was working even through these people, isn't it? That these wise men were coming just by the stars and something lined up, and, and so they went because they wanted to see who this Messiah was, who this ruler was. And so they show up to probably, again, this was it's estimated about a year or so after Jesus was born is when they actually arrived. Now, they showed up probably to some very simple, uh, a simple environment, you know. We don't know all the details. You know, I, they, 
I doubt they were still in the, the, the cave or the, the manger scene, but it was uh, probably a very simple place compared to what you would think or where you would think you would find a king, especially the Messiah. So it wasn't really turning into a picture-perfect Christmas or a picture-perfect scene as they had in, in, in envisioned in their minds. They came to see who the Messiah was, right? They came to find this, this, uh, the Messiah that had been foretold who was coming. And the interesting thing is it says in verse 11, they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and here it is, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Now, when they came to Herod, it doesn't even say they bowed down. They might have given him a courtesy bow or something like that, but I promise you they did not worship him. And what's amazing is these, these men, who again, they were not Jews, but they show up and they find an infant, and there is a sense within them to bow down and worship the Messiah. The word worship really can be summarized by it's, it's a human response to a gracious God. And here we see that these wise men understood enough that they were in the presence of the promised king. Emmanuel, God with us. And I would encourage you tonight as we, we celebrate Christmas and the birth of our Savior to realize that we are in the presence, we are still in the presence of our Savior, Jesus. And what struck me as well with this is that when we speak to people who do not know Jesus, it's amazing what happens when they, when they come into contact with the Messiah, with Jesus, isn't it? When you, when you have an encounter with the one true God, when you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, all you can do is respond in worship. And what the world is looking for today is to experience an authentic experience, Jesus Christ, the authentic Messiah and Savior. You see, so many times, you know, when we look around and we see people during the, the Christmas season and we hear, you know, maybe if we're lucky three days or maybe even a week out of the year, people are, in most of the world, are kind to each other, right? The long lines at the store. I mean, here it's a little less maybe emphasized, but probably from where most of us come from, you go to the stores and you might let somebody go in front of you. You know, I know you don't jump over anybody to get the, the greatest, newest, latest and greatest toy or something or, you know, this hustle and bustle. You know, we, we try to show this, this side of us, the world does. But it's interesting, isn't it, that it doesn't take long. Maybe, maybe you get to New Year's, but then once you get back to work after the, the New Year's is over, it's pretty much back to business as usual. Get out of my way. I need to get to where I'm going. You step over the guy that's begging on the street, and it's back to business as usual until 
December, mid-December of the next year. Right? You don't have to give me an amen on that. <laughs> but that's, that's, you know what that is? Is that is the world's attempt to achieve peace on earth. That's the world's attempt to, to be kind to one another. And the reality is, is they cannot do it. They cannot sustain it for any length of time. But we as believers, those who have accepted Christ, are able to experience this all year round. And we should be leading a life, leading a life that's an example of the love of Christ, of peace, kindness, mercy, grace, all of these things all year long. When Christmas comes around every year, we shouldn't stop and say, oh, it's Christmas time, let me act right now. Right? So, again, the wise men are worshiping the Savior. It was interesting, as we all know, they gave, you know, frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And I've heard people preach messages on what all these... I don't think it's really... We don't need to emphasize what it was, but the, the thing is, is that it was the giving that was important. The giving was more important than the gifts. But one day, the Messiah, who was a baby there, would require much more than frankincense, gold, or myrrh, wouldn't he? So today, we stand before whom a, a Messiah who requires our whole heart who requires us to surrender ourselves, to surrender our pride, to, to, to lay it on ourselves and say we can't do it. Jesus, I'm a sinner, right? Come into my life and make me new, make me whole. Making us whole really means that we are, we are broken until Jesus, the Messiah, comes and dwells within us. And so tonight, again, I'm, we're not going to spend a long time. I just wanted to share that message. And during this season of Christmas, we, again, we can get so caught up in everything that's happening. And my prayer for you and, and prayer for us is that we truly experience Emmanuel, that God is with us. I mean, think about that just for a minute. Just gra try, we can't grasp it fully in our mind, but grasp that God is with us. Right now, God is present with us. Right? The Word of God promises, Jesus, I will never leave you or forsake you. Correct? When he left, he said, I promise to send a comfort, the Comforter. The Holy Spirit is in our midst. Jesus is here in our midst. And you look around the world and you see those that are lost and those that don't have that assurance, that don't know our Savior. And I mean, this, this season, as I was looking, and it just it breaks my heart. And it should, it should really make us all kind of stop for a moment and think, one, how blessed we are, how, I mean, because of God's grace and his mercy and his love, that he saved us. And out of that, we should be reaching out to everyone around us. We should be sharing the good news. 
and especially during this season, we've been saying it for weeks now during December, you know, this is the season because people, I mean, coming in the hotel here, everybody's saying Merry Christmas to me. I'm like, that's different. Um, I wasn't expecting that. But those, those opportunities come up, you know, they want to, if they might ask you, do you celebrate Christmas, you know, and yes, and you can totally easily roll that into a conversation about Jesus. Lead with Jesus. It's, it's always a good start, and, uh, and, and, and take that opportunity, because there's just a, a lost and dying world, and people are looking, and uh, much like, again, the wise men traveled, didn't, I don't think they fully grasped what they were going to come across, what they were going to find, but their response was to worship. Again, church, it's not on our shoulders. We cannot save anyone. Only God can save someone. But he does call us to be faithful and to share the gospel and to share the word of God with people. And you'll be surprised, again, just like those, I mean, I just, this is so like real to me. And you see these guys walking in and these are not fools. I mean, these are guys that are, in every essence of the word, they're, they're wise. That's why I call them wise men. So they, they show up, and in, in the world's eyes, they, they're here, cerebral, they're, they're thinkers, you know. But yet they, they bow and worship a baby. Okay? I hope, are you getting it? This was not a king standing there in all of his aura. This was a, a child... I mean, we look at, like, the babies here, you know, or uh, with Stephanie and Chris, with Elliot, about that age, right? About a year. Imagine bowing and worshiping Elliot. How strange is that? But when it's the Savior of the world, they knew, and they bowed, and they worshiped. And so we, too, can worship today. And we know that we serve an almighty God and that he sent his son, Jesus, to the earth, to be born, to live his life. And I shared it with someone today. I just, you know, whenever you look at that manger, you have to look at the manger, and you can't do it without seeing the cross just behind it because that's what it all was leading up to. So he entered human history to go to the cross and to die for our sins. Would you bow your heads? I just want to take a moment, and uh, just with your, all the, your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if, if you're here today and you, you don't know Jesus, I, I'm not going to make any assumptions. I just want to give a moment if you want to respond. If you're in this room and you, you have not experienced Emmanuel, if you have not experienced Jesus, the Messiah, and allowed him to enter your life, I want to give you this opportunity. Would you raise your hand? And I'm just going to pray for you. I'm just going to take a brief moment. If there's anybody here that has not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Great. All right, so we're all believers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, that this, this uh, message, Lord, from your word has really landed deep within us and in this understanding of what it is, Emmanuel, that God is with us, that you are present with us. And Lord God, as 
these, these men that didn't even know who you were walked into the room. They recognized the presence of an almighty God, even in the, 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 the form of a, a baby boy. They, they understood that they were in the presence of God, and so they worshiped. Lord, we realize that we are in the presence of an almighty God tonight. God, I just ask you just to forgive us, Lord, where we, we take things maybe too lightly, Lord. We understand that we have, we're under grace and love. And, but, Lord, uh, we want to recognize that you are our God, that you are God Almighty. And, Lord, also I, I pray that you will stir our hearts during this season and into the new year, Father, to pray, Lord, for the lost, for those that don't know you. God, that you would, that you would show us and, and uh, by your spirit, Lord, lead us to those people who are ready to hear the gospel, that they're ready to hear the good news. God, help us to be sensitive to your leading, to share the good news with others. Lord, stir our hearts. Stir our hearts, Father God during this time, during this celebration of the birth of your son. God, and we thank you for what you're doing here tonight in our lives, in our hearts, and Lord, in this, in this region of the world, Father. And we just trust you with that. And thank you for letting us be a part. In Jesus' name, amen.